Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Jet Tattersall. It is great to be with you once again. Now, before we start today's show, we want to let you know that on Thursday, April 8th, that's a date change, listeners, we are launching Women in Pop Live, a monthly series of live events at Oxford Arts Factory in Sydney, promoting the best female talent in the country. Our first show will be headlined by the wonderful Amalia with support from the equally amazing Marshes. This show is COVID safe and there will be two seatings from 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. It is going to be a gorgeous intimate night of incredible music and tickets are on sale now from womeninpop.com forward slash live. Tickets are extremely limited, so do get in now before it's too late. And now on to today's show. Our guest is truly one of the superstars of today's pop music scene. She first came to attention in 2008 when she won Sweden's Got Talent at just age 10. In 2014, she went on to global scoring, massive international hit, Lush Life, Never Forget You, Ruin My Life, and also the featured vocalist on the Clean Bandit mega hit Symphony. She has just released her third studio album, Post to Go, and she is here to tell us all about it. It is, of course, the stupendously talented and wonderful Zara Larson. Zara, hello Hi. and welcome to Women in Pop. Thank you. What an amazing little intro. <laughs> welcome. I love that. What an amazing album. Poster Girl is so good. Thanks. Thank so, you. I'm so happy it's out. Oh my God. I just want to quickly play Talk About Love now. Yes. Oh my God, superb Larson track, peppered with the young thug there, which is yes. amazing. I mean, the melody and the bass line are enough, but your lyrics mm. really make it of the time. Um, can mm. you talk me through the creation and the desires behind this one? Yeah, I mean, the song is basically about, I think I've changed my, my, my view on it quite a few times, um, going from, you know, being about a girl who maybe wants to be with someone but she just don't really want to have the talk you know because there's quite it's something magical about that time when you meet someone and you like have a good time but you're not talking about the serious the seriousness of the relationship and you kind of just have to figure each other out and then I ended up thinking, hmm, or maybe it's just someone who is actually not that into him and who don't want to talk about it because that will just ruin it. And then he will realize that we're not that serious. Do you know, I think it's like a million different way of seeing it. I think um, as I'm saying it, that it's possibly just like for me, I think I am funny enough, a person who really likes to discuss everything and talk about everything I really want to talk about love and if I'm seeing someone I'm quite quick on letting them know like this is what I want I really want to be with you I really like you and if it's not that if it's not someone I really want to be with or talk about love with what's the reason to date them that's just wasting my time and their time I think uh, but I've been in that situation where it's like oh we're having a good time but don't don't mention it because then you'll just realize that 
I'm not really in it for the long run. Uh, and I think that's okay. And especially from a, a girl's perspective to just also be young and have fun. Like you don't need to be serious uh, all the time. You don't need to meet the future husband. Uh, you can just also be young and experience things and, and, and travel and have fun. But I think it's, it's a really, you know, kind of a sexy song, a lighthearted fun track I think a little bit more R&B than the rest of the album there's definitely some tracks that touches or like joins this track as well like right sorry what happens here uh and 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 others but definitely more of the chill vibe of the album the album is quite up tempo and and dancey so this is like bringing it back a little bit you say it brings it back but you dance like a mother <laughs> in that video <laughs> Like of yes. all the mothers combined to create one massive mother, that's you. <laughs> Absolutely. It is so beautiful. How Thanks. is that to get out there as well? That was super fun. I feel like missing out on all the live shows this year and last year, I have really missed dancing. Because if you go to my shows, you'll notice that I really like to dance and choreography is a big part of who I am as an artist. So I think uh, subconsciously uh, or not that I was just really looking forward to dance more in my videos because I wanted people to, to, to know that this is what I do. Like even from the first single of the album, Love Me Land to the second video, which is um, Talk About Love. I felt like the choreography was such a big part of the videos and like it was what was telling the story in a way. It was really lovely. That was very lovely actually to dance in the video, talk about love. I knew I wanted a guy. Uh, I've never danced with a guy before. Even on stage, I always have just women like girl dancers. But for this one, I just wanted that like passionate relationship. And I just said, I might as well ask my boyfriend so it's just me and my boyfriend dancing in the video. That's really beautiful. That's yeah. really beautiful. We had a great day. <laughs> it just looks so good. And of course, I mean, you trained at the Royal Ballet School since you were a kid, and it clearly shows. Yes. And you said that's what you do. And I just want to know from uh, a musical or a songwriting perspective, mm -hmm. do, you, do you always have to be able to dance your own music? Like, do you always I, find? I do. I personally do. I think it's such a big part of who I am. And dancing and singing go so well hand in hand. It's, you know, they're siblings. They they belong together and they work so well together. Uh, that and like fashion is also a big part of the whole entertainment and like show stuff that I like. I like to put on a show. I want to go somewhere uh, or I want people to go somewhere anywhere to see me in a show and they will enjoy it just as much with their eyes as they would with their ears in a way I think it's just equally important it is absolutely hand in hand yeah. I want to drop it down a little bit mm -hmm. and I want to play another favorite track on the album this has mm. ruined my life you set fire to my You to rule my life, you to rule my 
want you to fuck on my nights, yeah, fuck on my nights, yeah, all of my nights, yeah. I want you to bring it all on, if you make it all wrong, let it make it all right, yeah. I want you to rule my life, you to rule my life, you to rule my life. I want you to rule my life, you to rule my life, you to rule my life, yeah. I want you to fuck on my nights, yeah, fuck on my nights, yeah, all of my nights, yeah. I want you to bring it all on, if you make it all wrong, let it make it all right, yeah. I want you to rule my life, you to rule my life, you to rule my life. I love rule my life. I mean, this is a song Thank about you. an unfortunately seductive pool of a bad relationship that we've yep. all experienced from time and time again. Yep. <laughs> Matt, you are, I'm not just like, you wear the cape. You like ride the chariot mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. ladies. It's incredible. <laughs> you have stomped and sung our hearts out against harassment, the irritating mm -hmm. backlash of not all men. I hated that too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you even recently <laughs> called out a whole country um, on Poland on their anti-abortion plan, which was incredible. Yeah. Um, however, haters are going to hate. And one of your own fans recently pointed the pitchfork at you by saying that Ruin yeah. My Life was spreading an anti-feminist message. Um, you know which, what? I was actually worried about that uh, before I released the song. It was like the first verse. Um, the first version of the song was really violent it was like i miss you pushing me up against the wall or like punching a hole in the wall and i was like uh, uh first of all no we don't miss that uh we don't miss that but there is a fine line of because i knew what this person was coming from she was basically saying you are romanticizing abuse and uh, I find that very important to talk about because at the same time, you can be a really strong woman and uh, you can still find yourself in a compromising situation. I don't think, or I know that they don't correlate. Like you, you know, you can be a really strong person and still be in a relationship that isn't, it doesn't have to be abusive. It could be toxic. Like I haven't been in an abusive relationship, but it was toxic and uh, I felt really bad, but I still wanted him and I still wanted to go back to him. And it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. And especially now when I'm out of it, but it's still something that you go through. And I think a lot of people go through this. And as an artist, a part of me think, you know, my opinion is that a part of it is like my job to also tell these stories that isn't just about we're having a great time. I'm so happy. Life is great. Like there's there are these stories, which I love, but there's also other stories and they are out there and people relate to them and they're valid. They're not great, but all the art isn't like sunshine and rainbows, you know? Um, but it's a good reminder of the fact that, like I said, you can be the strongest person ever and still be in a situation where you don't belong, but you feel like that's what you want because you're so messed up in your head or this person is making you feel this way. So it's like a fine, yeah, it is a fine line between that, like being an artist, talking about that stuff, talking what you go through as a person, or like, hmm, am I promoting this? You know, I don't know. I think as long as you're aware and like, I'm always willing to have the conversations, but I also think that was what I was feeling. And no one can tell me that I'm, I can't feel that way, you know? Cause I, that's what I was thinking. That was, was going through my head. You I also think. made a comment on Twitter about um, being called a bad feminist. And I thought that mm. was so interesting. I'm glad you called it that because 
<laughs> when we are something as good as a feminist and, and then that good thing is held up and judged for its authenticity, graded mm -hmm. for its integrity. And it's yes. almost like everyone else is waiting for her to fall from her mighty oh tower of vaginas, know, you know, right? like <laughs> that in itself is so messed up. They're like waiting for that kind of pull your pants down situation yeah. so they yeah, can yeah. say, ha ha, got you. You're not. Like they got you. <laughs> right. And it's like, I think we, I mean, I hope most of us are here just trying to do some good. And it's, it's very annoying. You're so right. It's very annoying when you're trying to do some good and, and, and speak up in different, you know, about different issues or whatever. And then you are doing something that people don't agree with and they label you as a bad feminist because to me in my head it's way worse to be seen as a bad feminist from other women oh, or gorgeous. people you know people that I uh respect or agree with on like all of the other things than it is for someone like a, a random man to hate me because I'm a feminist do you know what I mean absolutely like that to me is way worse and that's like the last thing I want to be but you know uh, I'm just I'm just telling my truth and I'm just singing my songs and I'm trying to do good. I think we all are. I think you're most doing, of us. I think you're yeah. doing more than good. <laughs> um, I mean, you spoke about, um, you know, you having to be better and, and held up as a feminist. And you know what I mean? You're, already you're graded up against the highest of highs with regards mm. to your integrity. Um, and you've spoken publicly about women having to like barricade their way through that glass ceiling, having to fight in a male dominated world. You are a very confident, amazing role model for women. But I'm just curious, have you yourself, I mean, you're an incredibly hard worker, but I want to know, are you your biggest judge? Do you feel like you have to oh, work have to harder, write harder, dance heavier, know more about production in order to be heard? And have you felt that um, as a woman, as a young woman, like where have your insecurities lied? Yeah, I, I feel that all the time. And uh, sometimes just, you know, as a woman and sometimes just as an artist and as a person, I hold myself to the highest of standards and it's always been that way for me as a little kid I um I'm, I'm I'm thriving off of you know a validation and um attention from other people always been that way and I think that's why I'm an artist because I started singing really young ever since I, I can't even remember when and um my my dream was just to be on a big stage so even more people could hear me sing uh, and I think I've always wanted to be the biggest and the best and number one. And I want to do, if I want to do, I can't just have a hobby. Like I have to be the best at it. So if I'm, I went horse riding the other week and I thought, okay, so when, when would it be possible for me to like be in the championship? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> these are my thoughts and it's kind of setting myself up for failure in a way because it proves that it's sad because really I will just never be happy, truly happy until I'm number one and everything. And I think even then you can't stay there forever. No one can stay number one forever. So what are you going to do after that? You know, that's how I feel like setting myself up for failure, but I do have a passion for singing and I have a passion for performing. And I think I got to remind myself almost every day why I do this because I do it because I love it. And because I think it's fun. I think it's fun to just like the basics of using my voice, 
literally um, using my voice as an instrument, speaking about stuff, uh, just using my body, like those basic things. I need to like, that's why I do it. I don't do it for the sales. I don't do it for the charts. I don't do it for that. Of course, I love my song to be number one, but if that's the only thing I'm focusing on, that will not bring me happiness in any way. And I think especially the climate on, for example, Twitter is very harsh because it is putting a lot of women against each other not really the artists themselves, but, you know, a lot of fan bases, they're like, like my art, my favorite artist is better than your artist because she's done this and this and that. Well, my favorite artist is better than your favorite artist because she's done this and this and that. And when you just, sometimes I just have to take a break from that. Cause when you see that all like over and over and over again, you start to like read way too much. And like, these people don't know me, like they're fighting over numbers and stuff. And who is more successful and who is more like, it's a big part of fan culture on social media. And especially when it comes to women, like, I feel like women are way more put against each other in general too in life. So sometimes I just have to take a little break from that to like, yeah, to, to remind myself that I'm not doing it. So someone can win an argument over like, on Twitter about who's selling better. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not why I'm why I'm doing this. I think that's one of the best reality checks I've heard. I'm not doing yeah. this with someone on Twitter to win a bet. This is yeah. Not, this is not what I'm here for. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Um, and obviously Poster Girl is out. And by the way, the album art is incredible. Like, Thank we, you. that's just everyone perpetual bedroom, but much prettier. Um, we were all there. So <laughs> it, I think it's like, the most beautiful nod to a girl's girl. So congratulations yeah. on that Thank too. Thank you. Um, and lastly, before I have to leave you, like what's on the horizon for you, Zara? Ah, so much. I'm so happy this album is out because I'm ready to go back in the studio immediately. I just want to, yes, I just want to, you know, write more songs. I don't want to wait another four years for this. I feel like this album is, it's almost like a comeback in a way. So I hope this album builds up some momentum to like keep going and to not stop. I am uh, very excited. Like I said, I feel like I've, I've worked with so many amazing artists, um, so many amazing writers and producers, and I really want to just get all those people that I've worked with on this album back in the studio again and just do it all over. Amazing. Zara, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been an absolute delight. Listeners, Zara Larson's new album, Post Girl, is beautiful. It is out right now. So get out there and buy it and stream it wherever you consume your music because it is, because <laughs> it is an absolute gem. Now, before we go, do not forget yeah. Women in Pop Live. Our series of live events kicks off on Thursday, April 8th at Oxford Art Factory with performances from Amalia and Marshes. Tickets are on sale now at womeninpop.com forward slash live. Thank you for welcoming us into your life. Until then, from myself and Zara, goodbye. Yes, bye.